0: Well, good morning, everybody. I hope everybody's having a good Wednesday morning. Uh, welcome to this this podcast. Uh, this podcast is called Rooted. Uh, the reason we uh, call it Rooted is because we believe that if we are rooted in Scripture and the Holy Spirit and Jesus, then we will live a life that is closer and alongside God's will. Um, that we can perform in and out of season because of what we're rooted in, and uh, that's why we do this every single Wednesday. That's why we make sure that it's a part hopefully of every part of our day um that we are just try our best to be rooted uh, in scripture and, and rooted in Jesus um so uh, last week I wasn't here I was I was on vacation with my family um, um but I kind of want to pick up on just kind of this continuation of of the current state of the church in America, um, maybe even more specific to America, but in the central Kentucky Bible Belt area, that's what I know know best. So if you live on the West Coast or you live um, in another country, um, I can't really speak to your current situation. I, I I have never lived there. I've never lived life there. Um, uh, but I can really speak to uh, the current just atmosphere at which our Christian churches, or just church in general, is here. So last time we we talked about, um, or two times ago, we talked about like deconstruction. We talked about, you know, do we need the church? Um, last, or two weeks ago, we talked about the decline of church in America, or like, do we even need church at all? And I kind of want to continue um, this conversation about this, and uh, today we're going to be in First Corinthians nine nineteen through twenty three. That's like the base scripture we're going to talk about. So I'm going to read that real quick. It says this: Though I am free to belong to no one, sorry, though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. To the Jew, I become like a Jew, to win the Jews. To those under the law, I become like one under the law. Though I myself, I am not under the law so as to win those under the law. To those who not having the law, I become like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but under Christ's law, so to as win those not having the law. To the weak, I become weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all things, Thing this for the sake of the gospel that I might share in its blessings. Um, this is not overly commonly talked about, um, from my experience in the church. This is in a scripture that uh, we like because it's it's hard to interpret. Um, you got a bunch of different avenues that people like to pull Paul's uh, teachings in a bunch of different way. Um, but I, I'd like to take it at, at, at face value today. And, you know, I become all things to all people. You know, what does that mean? What? How do we become that? Why did Paul say this? Um, well, I, I believe that Paul referenced this because it's ex- an example of Christ. Um, Jesus in uh, Luke um, 7, 33 through 35, um, talks about how people viewed him. It says this, "...for John the Baptist came neither eating are uh, eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say he was a demon, for the Son of Man comes eating and drinking, and you say is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Um so this this is a kind of a reference and a following of how Jesus lived his life, and Paul is trying to continue on that as the example of of Jesus. The question is, is how, do you, how did Jesus get the reputation of being a drunk or a glutton? Now, I do not believe Jesus was a drunk or a glutton, um, because f- falling into drunkenness and being a glutton are both sins, and, and it's clear in Scripture that Jesus was sinless. Um, but to get the reputation of that, the, reason, the, the only way to get that is by being around people that might struggle with these things or have the appearance of struggling with these things. And and those who let outside situations dictate how you view people, not actually talking to people, but just, just listening to what other people say or just viewing um, the current situation around them, they come to the conclusion of a negative thing instead of actually talking to the person and, and finding out What's going on in the first place. So, so Paul, knowing that Jesus had the reputation of hanging around these people to seek and save the lost as Jesus wanted to do, Paul is trying to follow through with this example of, and he puts new terminology around it, I become all things to all people so that I might save a few. But he puts a couple ground rules under it. He, he very much says that he if he addresses people that are, are not under the law, and then he puts in kind of hyphenated um, text just to give a little background that he is, in fact, under the law of Jesus, or, or it says, though I am not free from God's law, but I am under Christ's law. So even though he is addressing a lot of these people, there's still this background of knowledge and background of motivation and background of morals, of making sure that he is he is under Christ and he cannot go above or outside of the rule of Christ. But outside of that, he really tries to interact with people that are not like himself. Now, it's, it's probably very easy for him to interact with the Jewish people um, because he was a Jew for the majority of his life. He was trained in Jewish culture. He was a Jewish... Kind of, he was, he was basically up next or, or, or in line to become a very hierarchy um, Jewish leader. So, you know, interacting with Jews is probably something that he's very accustomed to. But something that he is not accustomed to is interacting with those that are not under the Jewish law. And another thing he's not accustomed to being is being weak around people. And it's kind of funny that in this he talks about, you know, being with Jewish, he understands that. And then he says something completely different, people not in the law. And then he talks about something that he would have never done, which is to the weak I become weak. And you kind of see this stepping down and he and Paul makes it wants to make it clear that he is going to do whatever it takes to relate to these people and interact with these people so that he can save a few I think he gives this example so that, we can, so that we can follow, or maybe not necessarily just completely jump in, but he wants to make it clear that it is okay to do this, that the, the, for the sake of the gospel, to reach people, to share that Jesus Christ is the only way, that there's freedom in this, that you can be like Paul and have freedom in your life, that it is possible to do this, in your life, that it's encouraged to do this in your life because you're not trying to preserve anything anymore. Like the Jewish people, they're trying to preserve the law. They're trying to preserve the bloodline because the Messiah is coming out of it. The Messiah has come. There's no reason to preserve anymore, but there's only reason to reach and to share. And Paul really wants this to happen. He's been convicted of this. Now in our churches, um, we, have slowly dipped down the desire to reach people for Jesus uh, in America. I I can't speak to outside. Uh, um, Barna did a study um, two years ago. Um, I think it was, they actually did the study during COVID probably because they were all in their houses and they could, they could really reach people through the internet to get, to really get a cue on how they were feeling. And they, saw a massive dip by over a third of people thinking that evangelism is important by sharing your faith, sharing the gospel with other people. And these are not people who who want to do it, but have don't feel like they have a way to do it, or they don't feel equipped to do it. This is just people that believe in Jesus, that say there's no place for evangelism um, in, in America or in the current society, that they don't want to push their views on on somebody else as it as it says in the in the article and this is a 25% drop from 1995 i think is when they related this to that if there is no evangelism there is no sharing of the gospel then there will not be any converts Christ. Like that is the main mission and way that we share Jesus and that people can follow Jesus is we share our testimony, we share where we were before, when Jesus entered our life and what he has done afterwards and and the freedom and blessings that come from that. And that's what people are drawn to. We're different. The way we love people, the way we take care of people, uh, the way that we have discipline in our life, the way that we we uh, rely on the ultimate power of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and not of the things of this world. And that re- gives us so much freedom. Like sharing that is so important. And yet the, the church evangelism part of it is declining. I don't, I don't think that, that we are necessarily doing this on purpose. Like I don't think that the church is actively deciding, I do not want to. Share or it's, or it's being taught from the pulpits or taught from major Christian leaders that we shouldn't share our faith anymore. I don't, I don't think that's it. Um, from my perspective, there's this huge push, and there's this like um, growing up, they use this term, which I love. I, I, I absolutely love, and I, I don't necessarily use this phrase anymore, um, but, I, but I definitely believe in it, which is um, come as you are. Like this, this idea. I think there was a a, a hymn like song that came about it. There's been um, the Christian music that has been written. You know, come as you are. Often, uh, we have signs everywhere. Come as you are. Um, the churches have it when you walk into their front lobbies. Come as you are. And this is a great concept. I love this idea. I have I have no problem and and encourage and love that that christian leaders ministers elders will openly say hey come to our church it doesn't matter where you are your background just come as you are um because it is more important for you to hear the the word of jesus than worry about anything else in your life like just come like that's we just we just want you to come we want you to come and see um i think this is a great concept but over the past 10 to 15 years, this is, this is all I'm going to talk about. I don't know before that. I think we have poorly performed and poorly executed this come as you are. I, I think we have, we have poorly executed this. That whenever there is a sign that says come as you are, but then what, they, what the people experience after they come is not the same, I think we have poorly executed this, that we expect perfect Christian behavior from non-Christians as soon as they walk through the door. And that is not what we should do. There should be a discipleship in and in a, in a meeting with that person and living life with that person as Jesus works on their life in order for them to give their life fully to Christ. Even in the part of of baptism and repentance we openly say that you are not supposed to become a fully devoted christian but you are supposed to set a mark in your life where you are set apart and you are different you do not become sin you don't become sinless in that moment but you will sin less once you become baptized like you are not expected to be a perfect christian but from the, from the inside, looking out as people come in, I think we have poorly, poorly executed that with judging eyes, with the way that people live their life, with people's backgrounds. And it kind of seems like it just keeps getting brought up from past experiences. And that's why I, I say I don't say come as you are because it, it in my in, in my experience it, it brings up all these negative um memories of hey come as you are but hey don't wear a hat in church. Come as you are, but don't wear shorts on in on um in church. Hey, come as you are, but you gotta wear a suit. Come as you are, um, but we expect, you know, ten hours a week for you at the church building to do all these things. Come as you are and we want you to completely change your life within um 15 seconds. I, I don't think that is the correct way to do that, and I think that's why Jesus got the reputation of being a glutton and a drunkard, because he didn't expect the people immediately to change their life, but he knew that it would take two to three years. You know, when, when he had his, his great friends of, of 12 disciples, you saw this... This working through over three years, three and a half years, four years of Jesus working with these people, every time they messed up, he he reached down his hand, he dusted all the dirt off their back from getting knocked down, and he just pushed them forward. He continued to encourage them. He continued to make sure that they continued to love, that they continued to look and value others above themselves. And every time that they became selfish, any time they elevated themselves above somebody else, he's, Jesus is like, no, that's not what we're doing when uh, the younger people were trying to get to Jesus and they were pushing the young and Jesus is like, no, no, everybody's welcome. The young people are welcome. The elderly are welcome. The women are welcome. The lepers are welcome. He kind of takes all these people and he says, look, all can come as they are and receive this freedom that I have. If you can only interact with other Christians Like if you're only capable of having conversations and you only have this small group of people that you can only interact with, then it will be very difficult for you to reach anybody for the gospel. Like very difficult. Now we need to understand that if we are going to become all things to all people, there needs to be a ground foundation of Christ's law. Like it really needs to be important in our life because there needs to be some sort of boundaries at which we can, um, but we will always stay within these boundaries. Like nothing will penetrate these things because they are so ingrained in who we are. I think that's right after Jesus talks about, I become all things to all people. This is what Paul says. He says, I do not know that in, Wait, do you not know that in, A race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into a strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly, but I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I, sh- I strike a blow to my body to make it a slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. He really makes sure that this this self-discipline is a part of who he is. That even though he is around people that um, he is not supposed to be like, even though he is around people that might draw him back to his old Jewish ways, even though he is around people that are weak, even though he is around non-law-abiding people, he makes sure he is rooted and disciplined in the ways of Jesus. Because if you're rooted in the ways of Jesus, you are running the race towards eternity, not of something that won't last on this earth. And I think you really, if you're going to become all things to all people, and you're going to try to reach people, and you're going to try to evangelize to people, you need to really make sure that you are rooted in the scriptures, you're rooted in Jesus's moral code, because you will not kind of go away from what has truly given you freedom in your life. And I think that's where the struggle is with the church. I think, I think that's where it meets, and people kind of get scared. That's why I said it was it's a great concept, come as you are, but it was poorly performed because the people were not rooted enough in Scripture. So when somebody comes that does not have the same moral code, that does not dress the way you think they should dress, does not communicate in the way that is of high moral standing, there's a pushing away because you think you're protecting yourself, but in reality, it really shows how rooted and disciplined you are in your life. That if you go around somebody that, that drinks a lot, that curses a lot, that lives a life that is not holy at all, it should not penetrate your life because you have a foundation and you're rooted in Jesus. So as we move forward in the church, this is where like, we need to learn from our past mistakes If we really want to evangelize, if we want to become all things to all people so that they feel attracted to the things of Christ, that we don't put ourselves above somebody else, that we are equal with everybody, we just have freedom and we want to share that with everybody, you have to be rooted, you have to be disciplined in Jesus Christ. You have to, because if you're not, the things of this world will penetrate your life and it will slowly move you away from Jesus. Like Paul said, if, if you're running the race and all of a sudden your mind switches to train of things to get the crown of this earth, it will fade away. But we need to make sure we train our bodies to the crown that will last forever. If we do that, if we do that, then we can put ourselves in situations where we can share the gospel because it doesn't matter what they say, it doesn't matter what they're doing, it doesn't matter in the current situation that we're at. It will not penetrate our life. It will not. I really struggled in my life to go back around the people that I grew up with because I did not want to go back to the way I was before Christ. Like I I really pushed Away from everybody. I moved away. I went to a college in a different state. I, when I came back, I went to it. I worked at a church in a different town. And that was all for protection. I, I just like removed myself. But over time of studying scripture, of do, going to Bible college, fully devoting myself to Jesus and really understanding that everything in my life has to rely on Jesus and the community of, of believers and the Holy Spirit I can now have conversations with people from high school. I can now have conversations with people that I grew up with and it doesn't affect or it doesn't push me away from my beliefs in Jesus, but I'm just fully devoted to him. And I can have a conversation with somebody who is under a different law than me. I believe that there is a place in 2022 and moving forward about the church. I believe it so much that we planted a church 1 year ago. Like there this is so important the church. But in order for the church to move forward with the goal of reaching people, with the goal of sharing the gospel, with the goal of allowing people to find freedom through Jesus Christ by repenting and being baptized in the Holy Spirit. We have to be rooted In Scripture, we have to be disciplined, and we have to show that to the world. We can't be flippant about things. We can't go back and forth and, and like Scripture says, being tossed like the waves where we just kind of go with the wind. But we are a straight moving arrow towards Jesus, and we try our best to just grab people on the way towards him. I love the concept, as come as you are. And I think we should continue to preach that. But I think in 2022, moving forward, we need to execute that with perfection. When we say it, we need to allow people to actually come as they are. And we need to love them towards Jesus as best as we can. That we come, when they come in, we welcome them in with open arms and we love them. We love them. But we do not let non-Jesus morals penetrate who we are. We do not. We are the most consistent humans on the planet, and we need to make sure we are continuing to be the most consistent people on this planet. Do not waver in these things. I think as we move forward, we'll continue to talk about the church and different things, Um, but I love this example that Jesus shared that Paul picks up on where... To get the reputation of of being a drunk and a glutton, you have to be around people that do not follow the same moral code as you. It doesn't mean that that you give in and you do the things of those people, but you're there with the purpose so that you can win a few to Christ. That's what Paul said. So I hope you guys have a great Wednesday. I hope that you throughout your day can become all things to all people. I really do. I I really hope that you devote yourself to the scriptures and become rooted in, in, in the teachings of Jesus um, so that you can find freedom that you find freedom to do these things. For us, I have a really cool announcement. Um, We at elevate Christian church are turning one year old this Sunday, September 11th, Um, we kicked off a year ago on September 12th and it, this is, it's been 52 Sundays of continue to meet together, continue to love each other, continue to gather each other, continue to worship with each other. And we're going to celebrate this Sunday. So if you are in the Lexington area, central Kentucky area, and you just want to worship with us, come on out. If you're looking for a church and come, this is going to be a great Sunday and we're just going to worship together. We're going to celebrate together. Um, if you are a part of Elevate, man, make sure you're there, make sure you worship, make sure you're excited, make sure that you're there to celebrate, because planting a new church is really exciting. Reaching more people is really exciting. Finding people who are are wanting to dive more deep and becoming more rooted in Scripture is really exciting. Having another avenue of, of, of a location where people can become baptized is really exciting, and having another place where where missions and outreach is really important. We need to celebrate all those things over the past year, and I encourage you to come on out. If you're a part of another church, if you just tune in every week, um, make sure you're there. Make sure you love the people that you sit next to at your church. Make sure you go and you support um, your congregation and, and the mission of, of the church that you're a part of. That's, that's really important. We need to reach as many people for Christ as possible, and it first starts with us showing up as Christians. Uh, I'm going to pray for us. I'm gonna pray for the rest of our Wednesday. I'm gonna pray for our, our weeks going out as we as we kick off uh, so many different things in our life. Schools starting back up. Sports are are in full swing. Um, communities are going to be around the TV uh, starting soon around football and, and different sports that are going to start up at the end of baseball season. It's just a a crazy time of the year, and this is probably the most time where people are gathering. And I just pray that. Um, it is centered around Christ at the end of, and in Christ's glory is known through all the different things that we're doing in our life. So I'm gonna pray for that today. And then we will meet back uh next Wednesday. Um, it might look a little different. It might be a little late next Wednesday, um, but next Wednesday we will gather together at some point, but I'll communicate when that is. So let me pray and then um, we will break uh, for a week. Dear and one thank you so much for today. God, I I pray that, we are able at some point in our life, if it's not now, soon, to become all things to all people. That we don't draw the line in the sand um, so often that we can't reach somebody for Christ, but we're rooted in what's truly important, which is your Son, which is the Holy Spirit, and finding freedom in that. I feel like we're so rooted in that that we can have conversations with so many different people. God, I, I pray that we are open to allowing people to come as they are to you, come as they are to our churches, to our congregations, so that we can reach a few for you. God, be with us in our conversations, in our minds, in our actions, that they're all geared towards your son in all things. God, you are good, and I ask this on your son's name. Amen. You guys have a great week, and I will see you all next Wednesday.